You're listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Touch the Line Podcast. Focused on leadership, culture, and building a team. Here's your host, Evan Silver. Welcome to Touch the Line Podcast. Today I have my friends Travis Graham, who's been on the show before, and his wife Adele. Welcome. This is your first time on Touch the Line. Thank you guys for both coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you, Evans. Good to see you again. Yes. And, you know, you guys carving time out of your schedule to spend with me. It's an honor. So thanks for that. And I want to talk about really two things today. And, but before we dive into that, I do want you guys to kind of give a snapshot of who you are, what you do. So our listeners have an idea of who you guys are. Yeah. So we're Travis and Adele Graham and we own Salon Adele, which is a salon today, top 200 salon in Greenville, South Carolina. We have created a brand that we Frankly, we love because we love to pour into people and grow people, and we love to make a difference in others. And what a great opportunity when we own a salon business and we have guests coming in, we have such a great opportunity to uh, love on them and serve them and make a difference for them as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. And Adele, you, uh, Travis, we're both, we do not do hair. I mean- People ask me all the time, do you do hair? I'm like, yeah. do you cut hair? I'm like, yeah, I can cut hair, not legally or good, but yeah, I can do it. But Adele, this is, this is kind of your baby years ago, right? How did it all start? So I've been in the industry now eight, almost 18 years, which is so crazy. Um, and I retired from behind the chair in 2019. I love that you say you're tired. That's it sounds so, so awesome. crazy. <laughs> um, and so my my full time position now is training and developing the team um, through their skills and their their techniques that they're using behind the chair, so that they can be super successful early on in the industry. That's awesome. I think uh, a lot of salon owners dream of that, and I think uh, a lot of them dream of that, and they're like well, what would I do? So if you're listening to this, you wonder, you can just contact Adele and she'll give you a long list of what you could do because it's it's a lot when it comes to coaching, developing yes. people. <laughs> Speaking of developing people, you guys came up with something that I've never heard of. Um, Travis, you texted me and said, hey, we're going to do a salon crawl. And I was like, what is that? So I had to Google it. And I only found like one salon crawl, but bar crawls are pretty common. So give us an, tell us about how all of that came about. So we were getting ready to go teach at Paul Mitchell. And that morning I was thinking like, what was my experience like when I was in school? And I just got really present to how stressful it was to try to find where I was going to start my career. So I picked a salon that I really liked and decided I would just go up there and meet them and chat with them and talk to them about a job. And it was a Saturday. And when I walked in, I just wasn't welcomed. I didn't feel like they wanted me there. I felt like I was in the way and it just made me feel a certain way. Like I did, didn't go work there. And now that I'm an owner, I totally get that there's a big gap because when somebody walks in the door and they don't have an appointment, we're scrambling around like, who is this person? Who's going to talk to them? Right. <laughs> because it's yeah. crazy. And so you multiply that 
more on a Saturday. And so I wanted to create an atmosphere where we could bring students in, in a welcomed environment where they could ask questions, meet the owner, meet the teams, and hopefully help them really make a great decision about where to start their career. Because I'm sure you have had the same experience, but when we have hired fresh out of school, we see a trend. And I did this myself looking for the right fit of a salon and I couldn't find it. And so I hopped salons like every six months to a year. And that's actually how Salon Adele came about was I couldn't find what I was looking for. So I created that brand, but it it is a big gap. And so we're trying to really retain our employees. And, you know, that four months is the time where they're really figuring out if they want to be a part of the team. And we wanted to kind of fast track that and move it ahead of, you know, becoming a part of the team. So hopefully it's helping on both sides where the student is getting welcomed in an environment where they can make a good decision and stick with it. And then for us, you know, when we invest in an employee, they're staying long-term. So we had an amazing, it was yesterday and we had an amazing turnout for the first one. Um, We had like what, 30 or 35 students show up. Yeah. And I want to add in there that when we were doing this, we contacted multiple other salons that, you know, met, kind of met in the values of what's important to us in the community, like that they feel like future professionals are important, that they feel like this industry is important. And we wanted to connect with them and, and uh, they're vastly different from us yeah. in many different ways, different types of and spas and medical spas places welcomed with curiosity. And they have a great chance to uh, see what it's like in yeah. every brand. See all the different business models. Yeah, because I mean, every salon is different. Even right. if they use the same systems, the culture is different. Right. Um, the the leaders are all different. Um, because it's just like what you what you did. You went and started your own brand because you couldn't find one that of what you were envisioning. Right. So you started one. So it's it's very interesting. I love that you guys did that. I think it unifies. Um, salons. I think it unifies the community. I think it shows the schools that Mm -hmm. you don't have to work alone. Like Mm -hmm. we're here to create opportunities. And it was such a huge success. Y'all had like goodie bags and all kinds of stuff. So if you're listening to this right now and you want to do a salon crawl in your area, you can contact Travis and Dale. I know you guys would love to talk to them. I'll put your uh, social media handles in the notes because I think that is something that that can catch on really great. You can contact your, I love how you contact your product reps, have them involved, get goodie bags together. And this, this, this could be something that could be a huge win uh, across the country. Evan, Evan, the the goodie bags had over $200 worth in each one. I know I was going to show up, but I already had, Prior engagements. It was like, hey, here to get a goodie bag. We wanted you guys in it, you know, yeah, I know y'all as were well. Busy. So hopefully next time around, because I'd love to do this twice a year, every year. Yeah. I want to put I know. We, things out there, Evan. Like the, all the salons donated $100 into a $600 scholarship that will go to 
one of the future professionals that was able to attend each location, um, as well as Forest, our salon software, they sponsored the entire event for us and and took care of, you know, the things we, we uh, food and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And it that's, was a great learning process too. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. This is your first time right. you got, I feel like you like knocked it out of the park and it's like, I know you guys saw things you're like, next time yes. we're going to do X, Y, and Z. We're not going to do ABC. Right. Yeah. We did. We learned a lot and, but it was super successful and really pleased with how it turned out. Yes. Especially right now in a time when hiring is so hard for yeah. all salon and spas and having the ability to do that. The the news have already reached out and they did several segments on it as well as salon today has reached out um, and wanting to do an article on this because the importance of in our industry right now, you and I were just talking about this. It's really difficult to recruit and retain. Yeah. Yeah. For a team environment, I think because sweet rental is on the rise right now. Yeah. And and building a team is hard, you know, it, it, it is to get the, the right people, getting the right vision, the right mindset. And you guys have, you guys got that, you know, you got the vision, you got the mindset and now it's trying to find those players to be on the team. And that's in every industry. I mean, every restaurant I've walked into recently, they all have now hiring on the sign. So right. it, it, it's getting much, it's getting more tough but you guys are doing the right thing. You're not just being like, all right, if you're breathing, come on in because we all know that 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 could be detrimental to a culture. It's better to have no one than have the wrong one. I learned that a long time ago. That's a good quote. That is a good quote. Yeah. Um, It wasn't from me. I heard it from someone, so I can't take credit. I came and shadowed your salon a few years ago and you guys did a thing called pennies for profit. And I immediately went back and got like 500 pennies and I split them up into five bags, a hundred each. And I started doing this Mm -hmm. and I want you guys to tell our listeners about pennies for profit. So if you're, if you're zoning out now, listening to the podcast zone back in, because this will radically change your business and your culture. Yeah, I can't take uh, credit for this one. Like you can't take credit for that quote, but I, uh, I've done some work for a company called Inspiring Champions. And I was there uh, working with them at this large show event. And I was just sharing with one of the leaders there the difficulty that we were having with having current team members understand the value of profitability and how when the salon is profitable, their benefits go up, mm-hmm. their ability to retain guests, their ability to have a more of a better lifestyle in work goes up. There was a disconnect. And I was like, how do I, how do I have this conversation without it being all about Travis and Adele having money in our pocket? We were scared to have the conversation, honestly. Yeah. And so I was yeah. sharing. I was like, how do you do that? And uh, Jill Rune was telling me, just do pennies for profits. And I was like, tell me more. And so <laughs> she told me all about it. And I was like, yeah, I, that makes sense to me. It's just taking 100 pennies and taking my P&L 
and just talking about it in a way that they get it. And what that looks like for us is just having a conversation. Listen, take your imaginary team member hat off and put on your imaginary salon owner hat because we hire owners, not owners in a sense that they are running and operating the salon, but owners in a sense that my mindset is I own my own brand under this umbrella and I have a say so. And when they are able to see that when you have a hundred percent and it gets broken down into 90% of expenses and then hopefully 10% of profits, that is a vision that they're like, Oh, I can get behind that and I can create, I can help create profitability and what my ideas matter Mm -hmm. to be able to help with lowering supply cost, for example. Like one of the disconnects we were having is Travis and Adele must be raking in the money, you know, because I'm only getting this percentage. So where's the rest going? And this has really closed that gap for them to really see like, oh, Travis and Adele are not raking it in. That money is actually going places. And I think that's where the ownership comes in. They actually have a say so at the end of the day and how they're using what we're providing for them. Most salon and spas are not profitable. Yeah, the last statistic I heard was five percent of salons are profitable, fifteen are cash flow. They break even each month, and the owner takes what they make behind the chair to go back into the company. And then eighty percent of companies salons are losing money every day. And that was us. That was us in two thousand fifteen. Absolutely, it was us. And we had no idea what we didn't know. Like, we don't know how to be business owners. And we were just, I mean, even now, we just make stuff up. I mean, honestly. It's an educated guest. Yeah, an educated guest <laughs> based off our experience, right? And that's what everybody does. Everybody does the best they can with what they have. And we didn't know what a profit and loss was. So when we finally learned that, it was a game changer for us to figure out, yeah, there's a way that we can maintain profit. And it's so important because, it took us from a location that really didn't serve our guests well. It didn't serve our team well. It just kind of got us by. But we took all of our profit for, what, three years in three a row? Three years, yeah. And was able to transition that into the brand we have now, which is a, a beautiful space that um, it signifies luxury salon. It was hard to signify luxury salon in this small brick duplex that had no lighting and you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'll, I'll say your space is one of the most beautiful spaces I've ever seen. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, I can, I can attest to that. So if you're ever in Greenville, South Carolina, go by, see their space and then come by easily and say hello to me. Yes. Um, when you did pennies for profit, what kind of reaction do you get from your staff? Light bulbs, mm. like, Oh, this is what it takes. I mean, there were categories on there that they had no idea we were even paying out of. Um, but it's also given us the ability to have great conversation around like utilities, for example. Our utility bill last month was four times higher. And we have such a small team and we're only open four days a week. So what is going on? And it gives us a really great ability to say, this is where we need to be. And this is where we ended up. 
how can we work together to make sure that we're not screwing with the air conditioning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is when the first time we did it, same thing, light bulbs. Yeah. And they were like, hang on, we're using how much it goes back to back bar and inventory, you know, sure. and you take 50 pennies right off the top and you're like, that's everyone's salary. Right. Yep. And so people see these hundred pennies and then 50 are gone. 50% goes to salaries. And they're like, okay, well we got 50 and it's like, well, let's dive into marketing yeah, and office started. expense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're just getting started. We're basically starting with 50 pennies. And Travis, you told me, a while back of how you said, what if we needed more pennies? I would love for you to. Yeah. So in 2015, we were close to going bankrupt in our business. We were going under and we didn't know it. And then we finally learned this profit and loss and how to have profitability and what to do with that profitability. But prior to that, prior to getting out of that, we were in it. And what that meant was every month when we were negative, like if our supply cost was 22, 25% and it's supposed to be eight, that money has to come from somewhere because it's not in profitability. So you can't get it from there. And so the question I ask them is, all right, so you have not only, I mean, your profit's gone, but now you're like negative four and you're going to be negative four for a while. What do you, where does that come from? And it's interesting hearing the answers. Well, I don't know. I would, I guess, go to the bank. And so what are you going to do with the bank? Or get a loan. Well, they don't give loans without you having money to begin with. So how would, where else would you get it? Oh, okay. I borrow My, it. Borrow it? Well, who's <laughs> going to give it to you? I don't know. And so I was like, yeah. And so what Adele and I had to do was for years, it came out of our personal savings. Mm -hmm. It has to come from somewhere because your pay, you still want to get paid. Vendors want to mm -hmm. get paid. The light company wants to get paid. And so I can't make a choice to cut those out because none of those are going to be happy. So it comes from my pocketbook and uh, maybe your pocketbook and my wallet. <laughs> and that's such a huge light bulb moment for them to see the humanity. And we're not just, you know, this large corporation that rakes in money. We're a company that really depends on every dollar matters. And if you waste it or don't waste it, that matters too. Um, what we've seen out of that is some of our team members really stepping up and figuring out ways to save money, oh, which yeah. has been so cool. Um, just in our extension release that we use, we were spending quite a considerable amount every month on this product. And one of our team members went to a guest of ours and asked her to test it for us so we would know what was in it so we could make our own. And when it came back, it was something we could easily do. So it went from hundreds a month down to like dollars a month that we're spending. Wow. And that alone is a huge savings when we're talking about a year. Yeah. You took my next question because Adele, I was going to ask you like, what are some things that your staff kind of got around and was like, oh, maybe I, you know, in our company, somebody's like, Oh, maybe I don't need four pumps of shampoo at the shampoo at right. the back bar. I'm like, yeah, let's let's start there. Yeah. <laughs> Were there anything else? That was a great example. Is there anything else like you heard from the staff or 
maybe they they were thinking of or brainstormed of how they could save. So this is part of our onboarding process uh, in in our level two training of what are some ways that you you think you can save the salon some money? And one of the ones that just came back recently was our, I feel like if we can get our guests in and out quicker, we can charge a, a luxury, you know, upsell for that particular service. So she said, let's do 10 minute color. If they're, you know, gray coverage and everything, if they are wanting in and out and it's a premium service, that alone will save the company a lot over a long time frame if we're being able to see more guests because of that. So that's another example that one of our team members just came up with like last month. That I love that because mm-hmm. when you're asking those questions, you're empowering your team. Yes. You're it's, it's not the Travis and the Dale show. It's like, hey, we're a team. So I think a lot of people just think, well, I'm just going to come in. I'm just going to stay in my role. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you're a part of this. Right. I hear and all I the love time. It. It's none of my business. And I'm like, it is. This is your yeah. business. <laughs> yeah. Because if the company is not profitable, I think, you know, I think a lot of people come in out of school or just in any company and they don't really think about the company being profitable or not. And it's like, well, I mean, you won't, if you, if I went to go work at Apple, I would hope that they're profitable because that means I'm going to be there longer. Exactly. <laughs> so I think, I, I think the awareness you guys are showing through that pennies for profit is just mind blowing. And I, I hear people in our company always refer back to it and we do it during our orientation. I give them a hundred pennies and they're just like, what is about to go down? Yeah, <laughs> I get the same response every time I do it. It doesn't matter if you own a salon, if you own uh, a small business or whatever, like I think this could radically change because you're, you're right, Adele, the people that work in your company and work in our company and whatever salon or what they think we are rolling in it. They think that we are just making bukus of money. And it's like, because they see, well, I make this much and then they're taking half of that. And it's like, yeah, but that's going, it's not going to our pockets. It's going to run the business. Right. And I tell, you know, I tell people all the time, I'm like, look, part of your commission goes to front desk, utilize front desk, have them respond to your guests and whatnot. You don't have to do all that. I mean, the reality of it is that without that additional 50% that's going towards front desk and supplies and all those things they would not be able to do what they're doing without that team supporting them. And it's really like lifting them up. And so while yes, you can go and sweet rent and make a hundred percent, you think you do, (laughs) but really you can't do what you can do with a team. And that's what we're constantly preaching to our team is like, yeah, there's no way you would be able to reach what you're doing now both with guest count and your services with just working by yourself. You need a team for that. But I, you know, I believe in a team, you can do so much more, you know, me doing my coaching and my podcast, I'm solo right now. If I had four or five other people in the room up here, I could get so much more done. So much more. 
So uh, I completely running solo and then running with a team. I know the the differences um, between those and a team wins every time. Travis, were you going to say something? Yeah, I want to share one more thing that I think would be very uh, beneficial to, to like wrap around our heads as owners is people genuinely want to help usually. Like in, in when they have a vision and they know a purpose and as owners, you create a, this is where we're going and this is where we're heading. And then you give them tools like pennies for profits and things to know how the company runs. That gives people a feeling, a sense of like ownership and ability to go in a purpose. And that is retention. Mm -hmm. That creates retention of team members is that sense of like, I matter. It's in my, my company must think that I matter and I have a say so and I have an ability to make a difference. And people genuinely, I feel this, I don't know this to be true, but I feel that people genuinely want to contribute and have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you couldn't say it any better. Hey, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. I'm going to hand it over to you guys. I want you to give some encouragement to people that are listening because we're all in this. Everyone needs to hire right now. So share something encouraging or something that you've learned in the past few months. And I'm putting you on the spot. Okay, I'll I'll start. Uh, when I think about um, a profitable company, I'm thinking about my team. And this is, not, by the way, not the way I used to think. But what I know now is that when my team comes first, when I help them in their personal development and work development, and when they're being better moms and dads and being better community members outside of the brand, outside of the company. And they know that I care about them. They can't help but deliver amazing excellence within the company. And when I would really wrap my mind around people over profits and that they matter, that altered the way that I show up and it altered the way that I feel about my company. And so really invest in your people and the profits will come. And the more I invest in my people, the less I'm going to need to spend on marketing, the less I'm going to need to spend on other like auxiliary expenses because they know they matter. Travis, Adele, y'all, you guys are salt of the earth. Love you. Thank you for taking time to come on the podcast, talk about the slime crawl, talk about pennies for profit, and then end it with people over profit. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks. See you, man. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel wherever you're listening.